Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil here with the Tutor Podcast. More on common sense about how to start, grow and love your tutoring, teaching and coaching business and hopefully stay insane at the same time. Now, today we're touching back to something that I spoke about in 2019. It's about how being an entrepreneur makes you different. Now, I would say that my, my tutoring business has always been about infecting people with my enthusiasm and my love affair with the guitar uh, to make it as much fun as, for me and for my students as I possibly can. And ooh, how long have I been doing that now? I've been doing that full time now for more than 13 years uh, after starting out by fitting part-time teaching around my day job in finance and co-owning a music shop and renovating an old house at the same time. So just a bit of a catch-up really is if we fast forward to today, I'm teaching a little bit less, mostly because of lockdown. I don't want to sit in front of the PC on Zoom all day, every day. It's not healthy. And I know I have a choice. I am, though, kept happily busy in my property businesses, looking after the houses and the tenants who are in my care. That gives me enough variety to stay interested. Now, that might mean I'm decorating, building, plumbing, doing electrics on a day-to-day basis, as well as sourcing more properties to add to the portfolio as a project to refurb. It's also allowing me currently to study, to do a bunch of courses on my way to qualifying as a pucker domestic electrician. So basically, I'm kind of playing fun stuff all day, every day. Well, fun for me anyway. Now, if and when lockdown ends, I'll be back to working when everybody else is playing. That means evenings and weekends, uh, which can be a problem. As tutors, you've probably experienced this yourself because... There's this curious idea that we should have a work-life balance or a social life or, as one of my friends says, just get a life. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that because the whole idea of work-life balance for me looks like a crock. Because being an entrepreneur is actually fundamentally different to what most people do. It's, It's not how they move through the world and it's not how they understand the world to be. Entrepreneurs are a breed apart, and if you're tutoring and you're in business for yourself, they'll probably throw up a whole bunch of problems where their view of the world and your view of the world impacts upon one another and collide head on. As I said, I think the whole work-life balance thing is a bag of steaming poo, and I think some folks use the idea as a way to justify not putting the work in to defend their crappy work ethic and generally 
distance themselves from taking any, any risk or any chances. Now, people are going to disagree with me on that. I don't really care because they're wrong. If you or I have to throttle back what we do to achieve work-life balance, then we better be throttling back the work that gives us great joy and satisfaction and replacing that lost capacity to do that work with something that's at least as much fun. Otherwise, what's the point in doing less what you love in order to do something that's less fun? To me, this is the ultimate sanity. You can spend all day, every day doing stuff that's rewarding, fun, interesting for you, and you help people, and you make a load of money into the process. Who needs work-life balance? And that's why I think the whole work-life balance idea is a crock. And I I don't think you should really fall for that. It's, um, it's a cul-de-sac into which ambition can be lured and stifled. So I'd probably better hold my hand up here and say I've got this horribly wrong in the past and I have hurt someone dear to me because I didn't handle this part of being in business particularly managing the passion for what I do and my own driven personality at all well I completely mismanaged it and did some damage but guys be that as it may I think it's it's important to acknowledge it's your business and you're responsible for your own success or failure and it's inevitable that sooner or later you're going to have to put your commitment to your students and to your business ahead of a social activity and it will create problems because entrepreneurial life is different to real life as defined by the arbiters of normality who mostly do jobs they don't like for not enough money reality guys you can't be everywhere and you can't do everything so you're always going to have to make a choice and some of the people around you are not going to be happy with the choices you make. This will mean they're going to call you selfish, which means you're not doing what they want you to do. So if you, like me, work your backside off in your business, you love every minute of it, then a lot of the folks around you aren't going to understand that because it is so far away from how life is for them. For the vast majority of people, work is an unpleasant inconvenience that interferes with their social life. When we're out of lockdown, we'll have our social lives back. Well, that's okay for them. But for me, and hopefully for you, work's a fascinating mission, an exploration of possibility. It's an intrinsically fun thing to do. And the people around you who don't have that in their life might struggle to deal with the sheer strangeness of you loving work because it's anathema to them. They will expect you to have the similar kind of attitudes to what they have towards work. Um, they won't get it. They really won't get it. And they may become resentful. And this is the big pitfall for me of being an entrepreneur. It can be really tough on the people around you, wife, friends, even your kids sometimes, that 
you can't do certain things because you're working. You will be made to feel selfish because although you're having fun working, something has to give. You've got to make that tough call and you've got to weigh up the possibilities. As a business person, as an entrepreneur, it's all down to you. Get used to the idea that some of the people around you will be pretty pissed off with you. That you're working instead of attending some, for me, irrelevant social affair. Or maybe you can only go to one night of your kids' school nativity play that's running for 10 days on end. Sometimes this will cost you a relationship, friendship, it'll strain your family ties and it'll be painful for everyone. But decisions have to be made and it's on you. It's your business, it's your living and it shouldn't take second place to everyone else's opinion about it. So be discerning, be selective about what you say yes to and preferably, like me, make no your default answer to just about everything or your non-priority social happenings that may or may not happen again if and when we get out of lockdown and really default to saying no to anything which pulls you away from your vision, your own business and your own values. This for me is the toughest part of being in business. It's got easy over time. But it's still a bit of a minefield for me because I'm not the most socially adept person in the world. So here's the thing. Entrepreneurs are different. And you're going to notice this the further down the road you go. We are very different. We tend to be more positive than most folks. We look at the world as a a field of possibility rather than a field of obstacles. We are disinterested in little things, petty gossip, for instance. We are constantly looking to connect with our tribe rather than just putting up with anybody for company. We're strong leaders. We don't like to be told what to do. And we're impatient buggers. That means that Social gatherings such as reunions and parties, well, you can look around and you're going to notice how different you've become from the people around you. Your faces tell stories. Look at the faces that are looking back at you. Chances are if you're doing the sort of work that we're doing, you're going to have smile marks on your face rather than stress lines. You're going to look different. You're going to move with more energy. Um, what I've noticed is that entrepreneurs seem to be in better physical condition than, than people who do miserable jobs that they don't like. We walk faster, we move more purposefully, and we give off a radically different vibe than the average person. Let's call them civilians. Let's give them the benefit of the doubt. And something I've noticed over the years is the People who are not entrepreneurs don't really change very much. They tend to stay very much the same they were 20, 30 years ago. I know I've changed. I've changed massively in the last 20, 30 years. But some of my friends, really dear mates, they haven't changed a thing. 
this actually is kind of awkward sometimes because when when we fall into conversation, we tend to talk about different things. Uh, a lot of them will talk about the TV. Um, as I've mentioned before, I haven't owned a telly since 1996. I consider television the biggest waste of my precious time that there is. It's the biggest opportunity to educate and inform, and it's generally squandered on irrelevant piffle. I think piffle actually flatters the vast majority of what's on the telly. Don't waste your time on it, guys. Time is life. Years ago, somebody wise said to me that poor people have big TVs while rich people read. And I think that's true. I don't talk very much about sports. Um, sports fans, I know, love sport. I love sport. But as a participant, for me, the joy of sport is in playing the game. It's not watching someone else do it. It doesn't entertain me. I certainly don't want to talk about my football team. You know, we got beat on Saturday. Or we're having a bad year. Who's this we business? It's 11 geezers, overplayed, overpaid um, footballers kicking a you know, a sphere full of air around. Not interested, thank you. Give me something that's actually useful and relevant in my life, because talking football, talking cricket stats, ain't useful to me. I don't talk a lot about holidays. I'm not particularly interested in taking a momentary escape from an unsatisfactory job, because I've got a deeply satisfying job and a deeply satisfying life. I don't want to take time off. I want to go travel, see somewhere in the future. But... Uh, well, holidays, that's a whole other thing we could talk about sometime. The other thing that I've noticed that non-entrepreneurs love to talk about is how crap work is. And I get really, really bloody impatient on this one. Since every day that, that that person is talking to me about how crap their life is, is sticking at that crap job out of choice if it was as crap as they keep telling me they'd stop bitching upskill and do something about it to go and get a better job or better still start their own bloody business i don't want to hear about how crap your job is because you're choosing to stay there thank you something else i've noticed about entrepreneurs as a breed is that we seem to vibrate at a different energy level than other people. If you look at the average person, they're giving off a very low energy vibe. Whereas you get in a room full of uh, entrepreneurs and business folks, the vibe is very, very different. It's a lot more charged. There's a lot more excitement. It's a, it's a different frequency range. So get yourself around those people who are exuding that kind of positive energy. If you do get dragged into one of those social gatherings that I warned you about earlier on, because you will, chances are you're going to find your mind wandering, wandering, wandering off. Because work's fun, and the social stuff tends to be a bit less fun usually. Remember the fun rule, guys? If it's not fun, we're not doing it. You'll often find yourself at 
supposedly fun social gatherings wishing you were teaching um, instead of being around people who don't get it. Um, I used to refer to them as morons, but they're not morons. They're just civilians. There's you and me inside the tent doing what we do. And there's the people outside the tent. They peep in. They see what goes on inside the tent. They don't like it. They run away. We like it being in the tent. The tent full of entrepreneurs. We belong to a different tribe to them. So I'll tend to try and keep away from people who don't get it. That's my DDWT rule. Don't deal with tossers. Remember that one? And um, something I, I always notice about entrepreneurs generally is they don't seem to go and get shit-faced drunk. Um, I don't have a lot of time for drunks. So I was one myself for about eight years. Uh, I now just have no time for drunks. So I always find it very interesting to be around entrepreneurs because they don't seem to be falling down drunk like the civilians. Maybe it's the escapism that's needed. So I guess that what this really means is that as an entrepreneur, you begin to notice little differences. You begin to notice small changes in yourself and the way you are compared to the people with whom you grew up, your peers. Your identity begins to shift and you realize you're not actually the same person you used to be. There'll be a little bit of grief associated with this, guys, but I think it's a necessary growing pain. Accept the change and transcend the social expectations of the person you once were and replace them with the expectations you have of yourself for the person you would most like to become. As I always tell my son, go your own way. Eagles fly alone. You can't fly like an eagle if you roost with turkeys. Design your own life and honour your own values. Not everybody's going to like it, and that's fine by me. To me, the ultimate rationality is that my actions and deeds should please at least myself. Anyone else who's pleased by that is incidental. What really matters to me is that I can spend more time face-to-face -face with members of my own tribe, my students, my mentees, my collaborators, my fellow entrepreneurs, people like you. That's the people who get us. Over time, you'll have this um, sort of recalibration of expectations in the people around you. My brothers have always said that normal for Neil is different, uh, that I live on planet Neil. Uh, while some people might say they don't care what people think about me, I really don't. Uh, they also think that I'm on the autistic spectrum, and they're probably right. So they'll get the idea sooner or later. If it's your regular day and your regular time to be working, then you're working and nothing takes that spot. So they'll get the message in the end that you're not available between the hours of, say, 2 p.m. till 10 p.m. when you're doing your thing. Against that, make sure you take time to be there for the people in your life who matter. 
be there for them when it matters. For me, it's my son, it's my relationships, my brothers, my family, my friends. But I'm discerning. I'm very discerning about what I say yes to. And I always try and work everything around the business because I want the business to serve me in its two principal functions as I see it. The first one is to make a load of money for me. But this is done as a byproduct of the real reason that uh, I do the things I do. And that's to allow me to live life on my own terms and to manage my own time so I can get to do more of the things that I find fun and enjoyable. And that's how I think we should all be designing our business and our life. I don't consider myself to be a slave in the business. I could walk away at any time. I have designed the business and the life around it to, to work for me. It doesn't work for most people, but most people are not entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs are different, guys. If you're serious about it and about your tutoring business and you honour it, the rewards are fantastic. Not just the money, but the way we make a difference, the gratitude that we receive from our students, the satisfaction of making some steps of their journey in life easier. And of course, the day-to-day -day joy of the work itself. I love teaching. And that's why I always say that the Tutor Podcast is all about how to start, grow, and love your tutoring business. Because if it ain't fun, guys, we ain't doing it. If any of this resonates with you, please get in touch. If you found that setting off under your own steam as an entrepreneur in business for yourself in the tutoring game has been difficult and there's been friction, I'd love to hear about it because I don't think I'm the only one. I'm listening, guys. I'm here to learn from you as well as to talk. And what I want most of all is to make a difference to help you make your tutoring and coaching business work for you. To help you to avoid the pitfalls and disasters that I've blundered into over the years. And I don't have all the answers. Maybe you've got better ones. If you have, you've got questions, just get in touch. It's info at neilcamber.com. And you can follow me on Twitter where I am at Tudor Podcast. So as we wrap up for today, I'd just like to say, join me next time on the Tudor Podcast where it's all about how to start, grow, and absolutely love your tutoring business. Have a fabulous day. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media, and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses.